Hey there, welcome to Inner Truth Healing. This is a whole body health approach to finding flow on the healing journey. Throughout my time as a naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist, I've come to realize that people who are dealing with physical ailments are often being called to go through an inner journey as well. And along my way, I got into doing intuitive coaching for women, and I've come to find four main components of our bodies that we need to pay attention to. And through a lot of trial and error, I have found four simple practices that you can start doing today in order to really take care of all aspects of yourselves and to address the parts of yourselves that are probably calling out for your help in ways of an uncomfortable life experience. Part of my whole body health perspective is how do we gain conscious control over our life experience? And I've broken it down into two main categories. If you think about how like, what actually creates our experience in life, it comes down to our mental health, like the stories that we're telling ourselves about what is happening and the meaning that we're placing onto the situation in front of us, and then the feelings that our body is like actually experiencing. And that comes down to our physical health, our emotional health, and our energetic health. So if we kind of zoom out a little bit here, that means that if we can pay attention to the thoughts that we think and the way that our body feels, we can have conscious control over our life experience. And the way that you can do that practically is by taking care of your mental health, your emotional health, your energetic health, and your physical health, and putting into place simple practices that you can do consistently because consistency is the key to creating change in your life and to creating a conscious experience of your life. If you want to learn more about my perspective and my processes, be sure to check out the show notes. is brought to you by Mindful Kawa, which is a global platform for affordable on-demand virtual wellness retreats featuring established wellness experts in the space of yoga, meditation, nutrition, movement, healing, self-care, and self-development. The thing I love most about it is that there's over 65 wellness experts on there, me being one of them, and it just gives you the opportunity to learn from many different people, and you can find the ones that you resonate with the most, and then you can kind of like categorize your healing and make it more efficient and attuned to what you personally need, but it's a way of like getting in front of many different vetted wellness experts. Check out the link in the show notes and get $10 off. A few years ago, I saw this video on TikTok where this woman was like, essentially just like so sick of everything. And she was just like, fuck it, fuck it. She's just like freaking out and doing this crazy dance. And she was like, I'm done. I'm over it. Fuck it. And I related so deeply to that video that I was laughing hysterically and then bawling my eyes out because at the time I was just so obsessed with healing 
and th- and I had the belief that if I could just heal all of my wounds and heal everything that was preventing me from taking action in my life, then my life would feel better. And while I have compassion for that perspective and I understand it, I will say that I was going at it in a very unhealthy way. And I was so stuck on the belief that like our false beliefs hold us back from having a life that we want to live. And this was around the same time that I realized, you know what? Like this video was very uh, a pivotal moment for me because I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop focusing so much on healing right now. And I'm going to focus on living a better day-to-day life experience. And that's when I started my romanticizing your life practice where I would ask myself, like, how do I want to feel today? And what do I have available to me today that I can do to make myself feel better today, you know? And so I didn't have to wait until the healing was done in order to start like dropping into more of a a better feeling life experience and it took some time because I definitely was still like journaling all the time doing hypnosis meditations all the time um like taking any little upset that I would have in my day and I would take it through a process where I was emotionally healing and caring for myself and while I think that that practice is really important and beneficial on the healing journey I think it's a fine line between doing it at a time when like your body really needs it and doing it because your mind is so obsessed with healing. Like there's a difference there. And I felt calm to share this because I recently met someone who like I could tell that they're in a that in that space of like I need to heal and perfect my body so that my consciousness can get to the next level and is just like wanting to heal and just like like do making it become like the life experience that they're doing is that they're in this like purging life process and while i think sometimes we do need to go through phases like that i think that it's more beneficial for us to focus on anchoring into ourselves and coming to terms with like a loving relationship with ourselves rather than being like you need to change I need you to be different because if you're different then my life can be different and so it's almost like being stuck in that thought process of like I need to heal it's like you're so not accepting yourself for where you're at and you're I think you actually move a little bit further away from self-love and self-compassion and you move away from anchoring into yourself when you become like so obsessed with your healing and this person said to me you know I've took into account that you know our contract could have these points in our early life where we have to go through really difficult things but I never really thought about our contract being you know longer than that eight-year period and that there could actually be destined points that are really that's turmoil that's hardship and um you know that pain and so it's interesting because I think we like to think that we can avoid pain if we just like go in and do all the healing now like we won't have to feel that pain later on but I don't think that that's how life works that isn't hasn't been my experience and I think I actually after this conversation 
had this kind of download happen that I want to share with you guys. So let me, um, so this download that I had was like, you do have destiny points in your life that are, you know, further along, not just, um, you know, up to eight years old, but you have experiences that are destined to happen. And that is the equivalent of like, you will ride this roller coaster in your life. Like there's no action that you could have taken to prevent you from being on this roller coaster. Like it is a necessary experience that your soul needs to have for its own growth and evolution. Like that's what it chose to have happen. But where you do get a little bit of choice here is that you get to choose which seat you want on that experience on that roller coaster which is going to change the experience of it right so if you're on a roller coaster and you're sitting at the very front like you're gonna have a much different experience than someone who's in the middle or at the very end of that roller coaster but you're still going to be experiencing that roller coaster but you're choosing how you want to experience it and so That's why I'm so passionate about my perspective and my work is that it's like if you can understand how to take care of all aspects of your body, your mental, emotional, energetic, and physical, like if you can understand how to nourish those aspects of yourself consistently, you have a much better groundedness and footing. And especially if you've crossed the threshold of being anchored into yourself, like you're going to have a much different experience of a really tumultuous, tumultuous time. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like a really bad time, like painful time in your life. You're like you're going to respond to that differently if you're taking care of those all those aspects of yourself versus someone who is very much not taking care of themselves, hates themselves, hates the world, hates their life experience, and is in pain all the time. Like that experience is going to be so much harder for someone like that. So all of this to say that I just don't think that we ever fully escape the healing journey. I think that the healing journey is something that we're on our entire life. And there's going to be new healing cycles that come up with each different phase and each different season of our life. So if we can just really anchor into ourselves and cross that threshold of loving ourselves and being being kind to ourselves when we when our humanness pops up being kind to ourselves when we find ourselves in an old pattern and not needing to change it right away Um, being kind to ourselves when the worst parts of us have come up and they show themselves for the first time since childhood and we see it for the first time and we are face to face with our wounding but still being able to give ourselves grace give ourselves compassion acceptance and understanding and love in those moments like that is what the healing journey is about and i think it's it's just it just comes down to learning new skills it's just new skills that you need to learn in order to have that more like smooth experience of life and actually it's more of like learning to surf the through life like surfing life rather than being caught like under the wave in the current you know being knocked over by the wave like 
there's so many different ways that you can experience waves, right? But if you can learn to surf a wave, you're going to experience that wave so much differently. And I think that that's the work. That's the work on the healing journey is just developing those skills. And it doesn't mean that the healing journey is over for you and you're done healing. And now you get to like go out and tell everyone else how you've healed and how there's no more work for you to do. Like, I just don't think that that's realistic. And I don't understand when people like say things like that as if they're in that position right now without, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, if you have experienced it, if you have like reached enlightenment and you think that you like are no longer on a healing journey, I would truly love to have a conversation with you because I just don't understand how that is realistic when we are here for the human experience. And to me, I think it's almost um, neg- like a negative thing to do like it hinders you on your healing experience having those beliefs that that's how it works I think it keeps you stuck um so that's just my personal take on it I truly truly would love to have a conversation with someone who thinks that they have reached that point um and then tell me because maybe it's just part of um an influence bubble that I have not come across yet you know a whole new world that I haven't experienced so I'd love for you to share with me. But until that time, that these are my thoughts. These are my beliefs. And I think it just is, um, I think it's helpful to hear that this is how the healing journey works because there's a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different beliefs. And I think the way that you think about how the healing journey happens and how it works is the the fundamental thing that will determine your experience of it so if you are stuck in the healing cycle and you are frustrated and you're sick of doing so much healing maybe just take a look at what those fundamental beliefs are that you do hold and then ask yourself like how can you start to pivot into an experience of the healing journey that actually feels better so that you don't have to wait until you're totally healed in order to get to that life experience that you're calling in because that's the other thing it's like when I thought about manifestation I thought that I needed to heal and remove everything that was blocking me from experiencing what it was that I was trying to manifest and so the experience I actually had was that when I stopped being obsessed with healing and I just started enjoying my life and taking action from a place of what feels good today and is in alignment with my long-term goals and then I became consistent in taking that action it's like one time literally I was like you know what I really want some new black leggings and we had a trip planned to go back to Chicago to visit Ryan's family and go to a wedding and I get back there and Ryan's sister-in-law brought over this huge bag and it inside I'm not kidding you we're like eight pairs of black leggings and I'm not a big like brands person but they were all lululemon like I was shocked because I was shocked like how did that ha- what you know I didn't even write this manifestation down and here I am with a high quality legging that I'm getting for absolutely free, um, what, you know? And since then, 
I've had many different manifestations come in where it's like, how the heck did this happen? And there were things that I would just, I was in my mind like, huh, that'd be nice if I could have that, like a snowboard bag. You know, I have a Burton snowboard. A Burton snowboard bag is pricey. I don't necessarily like need one, but I wanted one because it would be nicer to store my snowboard up in the winter in the garage. But like, that's why I would use it. I wouldn't use it, you know, every time I go snowboarding. And literally, I had this person who was like, I just don't want to pay for shipping to take this back home. Like, it's not worth it. I'm moving back to Brazil, yada, yada. Like, what? Here you go. I just want to get like, do you want this? Could you use this? And it's a Burton snowboard bag. Like, what? And I had just thought of it when I was cleaning the garage. And I'm like, huh, I wish I had a bag to put this in to make it nicer to clean the garage. Like, literally a month later, that the bag showed up. And all of this was happening outside of me being obsessed with healing. Like, I wasn't actively working on healing at this time. So I just feel like things fall into alignment when you can just surrender to the timing of your healing journey and not try to rush it not try to force it like you just allow what is happening to happen and as things come up for you like different triggers in your life come up like take them through a process then but you don't need to go like searching and finding all of the different wounds that you need to heal so that you can experience a life that you want to experience And as for the crossing the threshold of anchoring into yourself and self-love, I think that that comes down to the consistency and the self-trust that you have with yourself. Like, are you consistently showing up for yourself in the way that you tell yourself that you're going to show up? And like, do you follow your word? Do you show up on your word? And I think that this is a really, really important practice to have is like really watch, watch that. Watch the times when you tell yourself you're going to do like a pretty good list of things and then you don't show up and do it and notice what it does to your mood. And you might not even think it's like linked or connected at all, but I'll tell you like every single time I can think back and I'm like, man, I was like, I was in a depressive state for a couple days there. Nope, I was not taking care of myself in the way that I had set out to take care of myself. And actually, I felt really pressured by all of the things that I was expecting myself to do. And so I just wasn't doing any of it. And that's what threw me into, you know, this like depressive state. And so the way to remedy that then is to set up systems for yourself so that they're easy to remain consistent in and if you have any problem in this area and you're looking for help check out my course 40 days to change because that's exactly what I help you do in that program but that's essentially like the key to developing this self-trust and self-confidence with yourself so that you're able to feel anchored into yourself and that gives you that feeling of being on a strong foundation And through that practice, you just start to develop like such a deep self-love with yourself so that even when you fall short and even when you're not being the person 
that you wish that you could be, you're able to be gentle on yourself because you know that, you know what, today is going to be a wash, but tomorrow I'm going to get back up and I'm going to do these things and I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to follow up and, and show up for the commitments that I've made. And there's that trust because you keep doing it and you understand that, okay, it's part of the human experience is that when life gets hard, we want to stop doing things that are good for us, that are taking care of ourselves because it feels like work in the moment. You know, some days I just do not want to cook dinner. Like I am exhausted. And so it's like those days I've had to have plans, freezer meals, things that I can do very, very quickly that don't require a lot of like actual cooking on my part but are actually still healthy meals. Like I've had to pre-plan that before because eating whole foods is really important to me. And so I didn't want to just have like takeout or um, spend even just like spending the extra money to get DoorDash. Like I don't want to do that. I have like a goal to not do that. So then I have to set up systems for myself for those days when I know that I'm going to have low energy and it's okay to have that low energy. And the more that you do this and you really pay attention and set yourself up for your needs to be met when you have those ebbs and flows in energy, the more that you do that, the more you're anchoring into yourself because it's a way of showing yourself self-love and self-compassion and self-trust. So to kind of reiterate here, I think that our entire life is a healing journey and there's no point in rushing to try to heal all of the wounds so that you can get to this end point. I think that the end point is the present moment and the present moment is where we get to create a life that we love and we get to romanticize our life if we start to live our life from that lens. So you know I think that if you are in a space of wanting to do a lot of healing, I think it's important to just get like a well-rounded kind of picture of your healing and like the different practices that are going to actually be efficient in that healing and not necessarily becoming obsessed with like every, doing all the things um, because I think that healing doesn't have to be overly complicated and to be spending like a ton of time and energy on it. Uh, I think that we're meant to enjoy our life experience and give ourselves the soul experience that we really truly love, which I think is what we want to have happen, you know, on the other side of all of that healing. And we think that healing is like the avenue in which we need to take to get there. But I don't think that that's necessarily true. And I actually want to go out on a limb and say that it can be as easy as learning just a few different practices to take care of your whole body health that when done consistently moves you through your current healing cycle and gets you to your life experience that you want to be having. And so if you're interested in a little intuitive guidance reading, kind of going through and mapping that out for you, let me know and uh, check out the offer in the show notes because that's something that I can do. My, my intuition is very attuned to people's healing cycle and how they can move through it with more ease. Speaking of more ease, I have had this issue for a very long time of not being able to fully finish a project because my mind is a bit neurospicy and likes to get distracted by all the different side quests. 
I recently started taking Magic Mind and it's this little juice shot that has some of my favorite botanicals in it and it has helped me just zone in and focus so that I'm able to complete projects. Some of the ingredients in here are matcha, bacopa, ashwagandha, rhodiola, lion's mane, and cordyceps mushrooms. I love it. I think it's such a great blend of different botanicals and it's a blend of things that I would have taken just separately. So for it all to be together on, in this little juice shot is amazing and they've got this awesome deal going on right now through January where you can get one month free when you subscribe for three months. So if you want to get in on this deal, go to magicmind.com slash healing. And if you enter my code THEHEALING20, it's an extra 20% off, which gets you a total of 75% off. So it only lasts until the end of January. So if you've been thinking about giving it a try, now's the time. There's this one story that's coming to me to share before I let you guys go here. Um, and it's when I first learned about the gene keys. So the gene keys is a part of human design. Uh, and human design is part of this um, the system that takes into account your birth date and time and location. And it basically maps out how your energy, how your unique energy is meant to function in the world. And Gene Keys is part of this perspective. So I was reading, I got real into the Gene Keys and I was reading this key and I don't even remember it right now, but essentially the Gene Keys is all about the evolution of consciousness and how there's just different, um, kind of different octaves is a good way to put it. It's like there's different octaves of how a experience can be perceived and I, I don't really know music, so octaves feels weird, but I know that it's like the right kind of analogy here. Anyway, I, as part of like the, the most furthest, most developed form of consciousness is the city in Gene Keys. It's called the city. And I was reading about one of the cities of the Gene Keys, and it essentially said, when you become enlightened, you you like start to live just for that enlightened energy to move through you and to speak through you and you lose all of your humanness now that sounds a bit wild because I don't I don't understand that and again like I don't understand how we can be living in the human experience but not have a human experience like we're here for a reason right like we're not we're not angels right now because that if we were meant to be angels right now or we were meant to be pure consciousness and that's what we, we would be we are here in the human experience because we are meant to be having a human experience um, but anyway so I really don't quite understand this part and I would love to chat with someone about it who understands it um, but I was reading about this gene key and how this consciousness, um, you basically lose your own life experience and you give it up to become pure consciousness. And to me, when I read that, I was like, I was, I was still very much in like the healing, obsessed with healing. And I thought that when I reached enlightenment, then like, I, you know, life would be good. But I was still under the impression that I could choose my life experience at that point. And when I read this, 
it kind of just helped reinforce this changing, this shift in me, this shift of belief of what the healing journey is and what my life experience is. And it made me just kind of think about how, like, no, I don't want to lose my humanness. I don't want to lose my human experience. I want to live out a life where I am fully experiencing my life and fully experiencing everything that life has to offer. And I recently just went on my first international trip to Guatemala, Belize and Guatemala, and it was the most incredible adventure of my life. And that's not to say that it was all good and all great all the time. Like there were highest highs and lowest lows. And I loved every single minute of it because it was such an adventure. And I think that that's kind of like the purpose of our life is that we are meant to have just amazing experiences in our life. But we first have to, you know, get to a point where we're able to give that experience that we want to ourselves. But there was something about reading this in the city of the Gene Keys where I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I do not want to become someone who, you know, just her life doesn't matter anymore. Like, I love my life and I want to create the best life that I can for myself to give myself that experience that I know that is my birthright. You know, like I am here and I'm living and I am in the human experience and I just want to live it to the fullest. And it was that shift that really helped me just drop into a flow of like, okay, you know what? This life can be whatever I want it to be and I don't have to rush to make it happen because it's going to happen in its own timing. And I can just trust that if, if, if this feeling that I have deep within me is truly meant to, for me to experience more, like I know that it's only a matter of time before that experience comes to me. And I have my past to reflect on that shows me the proof that that's what, it, that's what happens. You know, and there's something else that's kind of coming to me is that I am re-watching Grey's Anatomy, like all of Grey's Anatomy. I started at season one and I'm on the COVID season, which I think is like season 17 or something. Like it's wild. I've been watching this for months and it's been such an interesting experience watching it all the way through again like this because you see the character like the evolution of the characters the evolution of their stories the evolution of their lives and it's so realistic and Meredith Grey goes through some wild healing experiences after having really hardship and pain happen to her and she is now at this point of like experiencing life you know as it comes and not needing it to be or go any certain way and she's just here for the moment and making decisions in the moment for what she wants and I just think it's so interesting you know kind of seeing other people's stories and hearing other people's stories because it gives you understanding of your own even if it is movies or tv shows it's like the ups and downs are all part of the process of life and I think to try to escape that or to prevent hardship and pain from happening it's like in doing that you would also be preventing yourself 
from learning and experiencing things. So I hope that this perspective has served you and helped kind of unlock some bits of consciousness for you so that you can, you know, create that life experience that you really dream of living because that's, I mean, that's, I feel like what healing the world truly is, is if we all can just be living a life that we love living, like, can you imagine how nice and kind and beautiful the world would be? So I feel like personally, I feel like that's, that's our work. That's each of, each of us. If we, we each have to do that work and then come together to create a better world for all of us to live in. So I am sending you all so much love. If you got something out of this episode and you know of a friend who could benefit, I would love to have you share the episode with them. So I thank you so much for being here and I'm sending you so much love.